What is up, my good people? Welcome into My Turf Season 1, Episode 10. I'm your host, Ryan Marshall, coming to you live from Lower Alabama. Remember, you can listen to listen to us. We are available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and you can heckle me at my email, myturfpodcast at gmail.com. Again, myturfpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, actually, I had a lot of questions um, regarding heckling uh, of athletes right now with What's happening with uh, Russell Westbrook? Did not call him Westbrook. Russell Westbrook. And, of course, a, a hockey, uh, tennis player today broke down in tears. She was getting heckled by fans. So that's, you know, hey, that happens. That's part of it, I always felt like. So athletes have, you know, a little thinner skin these days. But um, we'll go ahead and unpack it. Okay, we are going to talk about um, March Madness. We are going to talk about what happened this week in sports on Ryan's Recaps next segment. Let's keep it professional. We will do that. But I will unpack this first question jeremiah was asking me um and he said don't dodge this question so i was like okay uh, i got definitely gotta take this one on what were my thoughts of, on on fans heckling athletes well i mean it's part of the job right it's part of it's part for the course right it's just something you have to you're gonna take on me doing a podcast i'm i get heckled i got people tell me i suck all the time um it just, I get into Twitter wars. It happens. It's um, when you do something like that in the opening, in the public view, you leave yourself open for criticism. That's part of it. You got to have tougher skin. Uh, you know, I understand the disrespect of your last name or something like that. It, it hurts and, and everything, but um, you just got to be strong and take it on. You know, just try not to try not to let what people think of you um, and perceive you affect you. So let me say this though about the modern day athlete and um you know today you know we need sports a lot right now and um especially sports heroes that are honest off the field and on the field and um why because sports damn it just i mean they just bring us together and you know i feel like sports moments you know they're so honest and spectacular you can't script them a lot of the times and it's just perfect so that's why that's what i love about sports it gives me chills but um you know now, of course, a lot of athletes are leading us into like humanitarian talks and have somewhat become, you know, global citizens, you know, and for their own brand. So let me say this, you know, they're entitled to do that. Make your own money and stuff like that. Just don't be a hypocrite about it. But I do love a quote from the former heavyweight champion of the world, Joe Lewis, back in the 1940s. Joe Lewis was um, going into World War Two. Of course, you know, he had two famous um, boxing matches with uh, Max Smelling, who was from Germany. Um, when it wasn't great to be, you know, in Germany, but he was not a member of the Nazi party, but they did fight. And of course he was viewed as a villain. And, uh, but Joe Lewis went into world war two and had said that we were going to win world war two because we were on God's side because it was good versus evil. And to me, that is the embodiment of what an American athlete should be. You should be patriotic. You should be, you know, you should be speaking up in your view and stuff like that. Just don't be hypocritical. Your view is not always going to align with other, other individuals. Uh, I'm not woke. I'm probably not woke. I'm, I'm 100% sure I'm not woke. Guess what? And that may not be popular. And uh, if you don't like my take on that, that's, that's perfectly fine. But you should still like and subscribe this show because it's about sports and not about political theater. We're not getting into that. So, that's a, me unpacking that. I did not dodge the question, Jeremiah. Thank you so much for that question at myturfpodcast at gmail.com. Remember, good press. Always keep it rolling in a positive direction. All right. 
That's the opening. Let's get into Ryan's recaps next segment. Stay tuned. Welcome back into My Turf. This segment, of course, Ryan's recaps. And we'll talk about the biggest stories from this past week in sports really quickly. And remember, next segment, we are going to do bracketology, give you a strategy and everything for that. So stay tuned. All right. This past week in sports, remember Monday, we talked about Aaron Rodgers going back to the Packers. He still has to restructure his deal to get them below the cap and maybe work out some other uh, economics with other players to bring them back. But So we're still waiting on that. Russell Wilson, of course, traded from the Seahawks to the Denver Broncos for a King's ransom this past week as well. Carson Wentz gets traded from the Colts to the Redskins, so they get a, they get an upgrade in quarterback over Tyler Henke. Um, Khalil Mack gets traded from the Chicago Bears to the Los Angeles Chargers. That's going to be a great fit for him. He'll be on the opposite side of Joey Bosa, and uh, they got a young, great uh, defensive coach who's the head coach in Brandon Staley, so look out for them. Um, also, Amari Cooper traded from the Cowboys to the Browns. So Baker Mayfield gets a good target, um, and the Cowboys are getting closer to getting lower uh, below the cap. Also this past week, Deshaun Watson has been cleared of all criminal charges for sexual assault allegations of him getting massages inappropriately. Um, that's huge because it looks like the Carolina Panthers are going to be the biggest suitor for him. It's been kind of rumored that they're looking to package star running back Christian McCaffrey in that deal for him as well. But they're going to want a King's Ransom. If you just saw what Russell Wilson got, Deshaun Watson's a lot younger. So he's probably going to get a better deal. Um, or the Texans are probably going to get a, a better deal for him. Also this past week for football, Joe Buck is joining Troy Aikman at ESPN for Monday Night Football. They're a great broadcast team. I love Joe Buck, especially when he does um, baseball. The World Series coverage does an excellent, excellent job. Troy Aikman is very insightful, gives you just does a great job of, you know, giving you knowledge for football. And um, it's fun to watch them and listen to them both. So that's going to be a great team. I selfishly was kind of wanting Gus Johnson and Tony Romo. Um, th- those are two of, the, two of the best ones that I like to watch. Gus Johnson is just a phenomenal play by play guy. He gets so excited, gets so loud, and makes you and gives me chills watching him do March Madness. Watch out for him. He'll do a lot of college basketball games coming up. So if you get to hear Gus Johnson, it's a real treat. And then Tony Romo just does a great job of illustrating the game and and predicting the play as well. It's kind of kind of crazy. He's like Miss Cleo with the crystal ball, crystal ball predicting a play. Um, so, yeah, that's the biggest sports stories this past week in sports. Uh, remember, if you have any questions or want me to cover anything, uh, to recap it, myturfpodcast at gmail.com is, uh, is the best way to do it. So uh, Or you can tweet me at Ryan F. Ryan FN18. Um, that's my my Twitter handle there. So remember, you can listen to us, of course, on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Got to get these plugs in there, people. All right, Bracketology, it's up next here on my turf. Stay tuned. Welcome back into my turf, and we have some breaking news. Uh, Tom Brady is returning to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. He is unretired. I didn't take long. And uh, yeah. 23rd NFL season. Here we go. Tampa Bay Tom is back. It feels right because I felt like he retired, you know, and he was playing well. So Tom Brady is back. Uh, Greatest of all time. That means the Buccaneers will be poised to make another Super Bowl run. And uh, all feels right with the world for sure. All right, let's talk about some bracketology. Okay, here's a good strategy. 
I want you to look at some of these teams. You need to look at them and kind of get an idea to where they're seated and um, maybe how they were ranked throughout the course of the season. There's, It's not a bad idea to pick the high seeds. I totally get that, but you want to sprinkle in some upsets. Usually they happen with the four seed versus a number 13 seed. That can happen. A six versus an 11 because, you know, they're just closer. Um, but, yeah, don't be afraid not to pick upsets. And, of course, you don't want to pick too many upsets. That That's kind of the strategy. I like to pick fundamentally sound teams who can shoot the ball well. That's that's what I like to do. I like to pick the Villanovas or, uh, you know, the Gonzagas. Uh, that's really that's really where I'll be looking this year, um, just looking at the strongest teams. I feel like it's going to be – it's going to come down to Gonzaga. Um, maybe possibly winning it all. That's where I'm looking. So we're going to take a look at the men's bracket, okay? When you look at it in the West, it is Gonzaga. Some notice, noticeable teams in there, Arkansas, Alabama, Texas Tech, Michigan State, and Duke. Those are some really great programs. Number five, UConn's in there too, led by head coach Dan Hurley. Um, on the South region, you have Arizona, Seton Hall, Houston's in there, Illinois, Colorado, Michigan, Tennessee, Ohio State's in there. Loyola Chicago, who's one of, been one of those NCAA tournament darlings. Uh, and also Villanova is the number two seed there. The number two seeds in that region, Villanova, if you don't know a whole lot about basketball, they are the most fundamentally sound basketball team in the nation. And that's my opinion. They're led by uh, Colin Gillespie, their point guard. He's a great player. Jay Wright, their head coach. Remember, he's got two national championships. And they can ball, so do not sleep on Villanova in the Midwest region. This is where I see some upsets, okay? Kansas is in there. You got San Diego State, Iowa, Providence versus South Dakota State. LSU, who just lost their head coach in Will Wade, Will Wade excuse me, taking on Iowa State. Wisconsin versus Colgate, USC and Miami, and Auburn versus Jacksonville State. I don't think the upset is going to happen with Auburn versus Jacksonville State because uh, they have the best player in the country, in my opinion, and Jabari Smith, but watch out potentially um, LSU versus Iowa State and Providence versus South Dakota State. Those are the those are some upsets that you might want to look at. Okay, let's go to the East region. You got Baylor versus Norfolk State, North Carolina taking on Marquette. That could be interesting if North Carolina gets past Baylor. Look out! I mean, excuse me. If North Carolina get past Marquette and they take on Baylor, look out. Baylor is the defending national champs, but this is not the same team from last year. They got some familiar faces, but a little bit of a different look for Scott Drew and his team. All right, so you have St. Mary's at the five seeds in there, UCLA, Texas, Virginia Tech, the ACC tournament champions are the 11th seed. Purdue has been really strong with Coach Painter all year, is the three seed in that bracket, and that's kind of weird, man. Purdue was looking really, really good all year long and then just kind of sputtered there at the end. So watch out for them to regain their poise. You got Murray State and San Francisco, and the number two seed is uh, Kentucky. I know it's kind of a fast run through, but you got to take a look at these teams yourself and kind of say, "Hey, you can kind of look and say that's a good seed. That this this has been a really strong team. I don't know a whole lot about that team, so I don't know if I feel comfortable in picking them. So that you just want to educate yourself a little bit on certain, some of these teams and the in the you know in their style of play, and you'll make the correct decision." Seriously, I mean, you can just come here, come through here and just start picking, too. You can look at these seeds and do it. People do it all the time. So there's nothing wrong with picking the higher seeds, but say, hey, I know that program. I've heard of them. I like them. I'm going to take them as an upset. That's really what a lot of people do. 
and sometimes it's maybe you're you're you know you're an alumnus of that school and you do it like somebody's looking at Longwood thinking oh my Longwood team we're taking down Tennessee they're going down uh, that that happens that definitely happens so uh again the strategy look at the matchup play the matchup look at your team look at that style look at their fundamentals do they have some star power players how good is their coach been in situations put that all together calculate that Put it into a bracket, and you can go very far, and you're going to be the talk of the water cooler when you win. So listen to this and get it down. Some good teams out there, man, some really, really good teams. But I think there's the the top eight or these one through two seeds that that I would be picking for sure. Uh, And that's not me knocking anybody like a Houston or Illinois or anybody like that or Tennessee. I like those teams, and those teams – those teams are really good, but I've seen some inconsistent play. Hey, look, I'm not picking Alabama to win it all. Um, I love my team, but we sputtered at the end. We Heck, we lost to Vandy in the first round of the NCAA tournament and got beat by a 26-point comeback thanks to Scotty Pippen Jr. Yeah, that's Scotty Pippen. Uh, so sometimes you've just got to remember, man, my team looked really good, but, you know, man, we've looked like crap some, somewhat too and lost to some, and, uh, lost to some, lost to some scrubs, so. Just remember remember that. Keep that in the back of your mind. All right, let's take a break, pause for the calls, and do the women's bracket next here on My Turf. Stay tuned. Welcome back into My Turf for our final segment. I'm your host, Ryan Marshall. Thank you so much for tuning in. Of course, this episode brought to you by Marshall Media. And, uh, man, it's been fun. Let's go ahead and break down the women's college basketball tournament. It's a little bit more predictable. Um, I would say that, but you've got to get the national champion right. You've got to, okay? The number one seed out of Greensboro is going to be South Carolina. Out of the Spokane region will be the defending national champions, the Stanford Cardinal. Out of Bridgeport, the number one seed will be NC State. Out of Wichita, the number one seed will be Louisville. I love the all these teams. Okay, out of the Greensboro region with South Carolina. Iowa's the number two seed. Watch out for Iowa State. Colorado women are pretty tough, and so are Georgia and Arizona. Okay, out of the Spokane region, look out for Maryland as the number four seed. The number three seed is LSU. They're, of course, led by Kim Mulkey. She's the former Baylor head coach in her first year at LSU. She has got them rolling. She's tough. This team is tough. They've really bought into what she's doing there. Watch out for them. They could make a run. Out of the Bridgeport region, watch out for Oklahoma, the Kentucky women. They're the number six seed taking on Princeton in the first round. They actually upset South Carolina to win the SEC tournament. So they're a team that's really starting a streak right now at the right time. In that same region, though, if you've ever watched women's college basketball, you've heard of UConn. And they're the number two seed in that region. Gina Ariema has another good team. They're not as good as they've been in years past, but hey, Man, he's one of the best to ever do it, if not the best ever coach women's college basketball. I'm kind of partial because I always loved Pat Summit when she coached at Tennessee uh, before she passed away, man. It, it, she was she was probably the best to ever do it, in my opinion. Okay, who am I going to pick? Pick Gonzaga on the men's side. Remember that. Pick the seeds. Pick the favorites. Let's sprinkle in some upsets. Not too many upsets, though. Be smart. Be calculated. Do your homework on some of these teams. Remember where they've played, their opponents that they face, and how they've looked. I'm going to pick South Carolina, head co- led by head coach Don Staley, to win it all. This tournament starts on March 18th. 
Remember that. The men start with the playing games Tuesday, the 15th, and then, of course, on the 17th, the tournament will start. So get your brackets filled out. I'm picking Gonzaga on the men's side. I'm picking South Carolina on the women's side. You, of course, are feel free to pick whoever you want to. Those are my picks. I've really researched both teams pretty hard, looked into it. Those are who I'm going with. So nothing wrong with picking anybody else that you feel like you like. And uh, you have a good feeling about them. If you like their team logo or name, that's even better. But if you want to win the water cooler talk, pick Gonzaga and you pick South Carolina and tell them, uh, tell them Ryan stamped it. And then tell them about the podcast. Remember that we're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and they can email me and heckle me at myturfpodcast at gmail.com. Now let's pivot to today in sports because we haven't got to do this in a little while. And uh, I wanted to do one on golf. This was kind of interesting. In 1878, Oxford University defeated Cambridge University, of course, their big rivalry, uh, in their first ever golf match. And that was in 1878. I got a golf tournament tomorrow, actually Tuesday, excuse me. And uh, yeah, I'm playing with my brother-in-law. My, son, my, my father-in-law had to cancel. We just got to take our, our mother-in-law to, uh, to cardiologist and he's a Clydesdale man he, he's our best player so we're gonna miss him but hopefully we're gonna be able to uh patch somebody in there who can help us win and make a make a pretty strong push I've been practicing and playing at my buddy's golf course which is a great one by the way huge shout out to Trey Andrews and what he's doing there at the bridges at Tartan Pines in Enterprise Alabama if you're ever in that location go play it it's beautiful they've got a great uh I mean they just got a great clubhouse they've got drinks they've got um a great restaurant there, so go check them out. The Bridges at Tartan Pines in Enterprise, Alabama. You may want to pack your lunch for the back nine if you play it, though. Woo! Goodness gracious, it is tough. It is one of the toughest back nines uh, in the state of Alabama uh, and across the region, for sure. For sure. So that's the Bridges at Tartan Pines. Uh, I want to give a huge shout-out to my mother. Uh, happy birthday, uh, Sharon Marshall, turning uh, 50, right? 50 for the longest that I can remember. So, uh, but uh, happy birthday to my mom. Thank you so much for the prayers to my friends. Uh, the Keebles, uh, they're, they're two babies. They're two twin babies. They're doing well. Aria and Aiden, uh, and they look beautiful. They're finally able to hold them. So they're progressing well. I've uh, still got a lot, still got an uphill battle. So we'll need all your prayers, but thank you so much. Um, that's going to be a wrap. Season one, episode 10. I uh, hope you enjoyed my breakdown of the the, uh, the tournament, I didn't want to go into too much depth. You don't want to overthink it or anything like that. I can't calculate every game, but uh, I felt like that was a good rundown for us. So, season one, episode 10, My Turf. That is a wrap. Good luck with your bracket. Remember, you can email me, myturfpodcast at gmail.com for any uh, tournament questions you may have. Have a good one. We'll talk to you on Friday.